The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. And boy, do we ever have just... Uh, I can't even I can't even get started because there's so much racing things to talk about. So many, many, many storylines that happened after this weekend. Of course, we are uh, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. We are riding the wall heading into this episode. Just, I mean... Cody, we've even we talked about it before the the recording even started. I, I don't even know how we're going to go about this episode because there is so much to talk about after this weekend as we head into the final week. Uh, and this isn't even the final race of the season. We still have one more to go, Cody, buddy. First of all, happy Halloween. Second of all, holy hell, man. What, what did we just see this weekend? Well, you're muted now. So that that's they can't hear your beautiful voice. I was so excited that I forgot to unmute myself. Uh, oh my goodness, man. Holy hell is right. Like what a freaking weekend. Both races, first of all, excitement beyond excitement in both races. Chastain throws the ultimate hail melon and gets the <laughs> gets into the final four and he edges out Denny Hamlin on top of it. Like, oh my goodness, that just that even sweetens it even more. Like Hamlin yet again. Not going to have a championship season. Oh, my goodness. What, dude, what a weekend. Like, and it's, I mean, this has gone beyond NASCAR. Like, stuff like this is so good for the sport. Like, just the, the reach. I mean, last night on Sunday Night Football, and I get that it's NBC and they're the TV partner, but still, they don't talk about NASCAR that much during the football game. And they kept bringing it up and kept talking about it. And you saw it everywhere. I had people texting me and sending me messages that I know aren't NASCAR fans. Like, oh, my goodness, that was so crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, we've seen kind of some similar tries. I know Carl Edwards tried one year at, at Kansas, you know, just get roaded in there. Somebody did it earlier this year in the Xfinity race. Was that, I don't know if that was Sheldon Creed, I think, maybe trying to go for Larson. Yeah, but that was Creed, yeah. Did, didn't do it successfully, but this one, oh my goodness. What I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen it at this point, first of all, whatever rock you're under, get out <laughs> from under it, but uh, definitely go watch that. Just incredible. Uh, Man, he uh, 
he set the new track record on that lap uh faster than it for 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 a stock car cup call or you know cups type of car uh they've had some modifieds and stuff go faster but 18.845 seconds he went 100.482 mile per hour average on that lap he was going 70 miles an hour faster than everyone i mean when you watch that video it almost looks like somebody hit the fast forward button like just on his car and like zoomed it around just what what a move i mean first of all the balls to do it in the first to, to even have the thought then the balls to do it and for it to work i mean that could have gone horribly wrong he could have just stuffed it in the fence and and you know destroyed the car he could have hit bounced off the wall and wrecked a bunch of other people you know there's that exit gate there he could have got hooked on that and we've seen some bad accidents happen that way like for it to actually work woo, buddy so First of all, like, again, I just, I'm in awe. It doesn't, the, the uh, NASCAR tweeted something out the other day that was like, or I'm not the other day, last night. They said, can't sleep, still thinking of this. Literally, I am, because you're right. And and what's crazy is that I, I started to watch the Dale Jr. special on NASCAR, uh, when, you know, when he when they were talking about the, the innovations that came from his, his big wreck at Daytona. Uh -huh. Obviously, that wreck could have happened that same way. Right, I mean, it, he slammed himself into the wall. You have to be so precise at a hundred and some odd miles an hour to even one hit the correct point in that wall, two know when to slam it around and and just gun the gas. Like there was so much not not thought that went into that, but thought that went into that at the same time. And I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it ever again because first of all. As cool as that was, that's going to be on the instruction manual of, listen, it's so, okay, and I thought exactly like this. Sorry, guys, if I'm having a hard time because this is just such a, a, a crazy thing to, to describe, but remember that scene in Top Gun where he goes below the hard deck, he engages, and he gets the guy anyways? They, they break it down in the hangar after that, and she's like, he performs a split S and gets this guy, but... I think we've proven that this is what not to do, right? This is right. exactly the kind of briefing they're going to go. He hit the wall. He got in front of the guy you needed to get in front of. But I think this proves to you we should not do this again because it was dangerous and it could have killed you. So, yeah, that, that's what I feel like in this instance. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, that I don't know that we'll ever see that again. It has to be like the perfect storm. He executed it perfectly. And he probably could go out and try it another 100 times and not get it again that way. Like, it, it worked out perfectly. There was a few drivers that, oh, this should be a rule. You shouldn't be able to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're just butthurt. You didn't think of it or didn't do it or whatever. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, he, I mean, literally put it on the line. Like, this was his only chance at getting to the championship race. He could be a NASCAR champion now instead of finishing in eighth place or 10th place or wherever he might've ended up in the standings, had he not advanced to this round, like absolutely incredible. And what a story, if he is the champion now, like for it to, to happen that way, I mean, you know, these, all these guys have their Heisman moments and stuff like that's Chastain's right there. Just, it was incredible. And, and yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, not something we're going to see all the time. Like it's not going to happen next week at Phoenix. It's not going to work at that type of track. It's not, you know, it's, it's not. And, and again, you probably be tough to make it work at Martinsville again like that. So I think just we need to bask in the amazingness that it was. Uh, obviously, it's not something that that's going to continue to happen. Um, 
but just man, it, it was incredible. I I could not believe it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my reaction was just like I, I'm still picking my jaw up off the floor. Like it was like wow, he just did what, and like nobody saw it coming. It was all of a sudden like wait, wait a minute, how the hell? And then they go on the replay, and everybody's like, what is going on? It was just it was incredible to watch. And again, the perfect storm. Literally, I don't think he could recreate it. If he tried again, it would probably end much differently. Um, so super props to him. It's so good to see. I mean, we've we've been up and down on the Ross Chastain thing, and this has got me back on his train. Like, I'm all aboard the Ross Chastain fanship again. Like, holy hell, man. Like, this guy is such a blue-collar guy. We've seen him for years running around in these crap cars. Finally gets this chance in the 42 Xfinity car for Chip Ganassi. Like, here's his big break. Oh, just kidding. The entire sponsorship that held that program up was a complete Ponzi scheme. That guy's in jail for like 30 years now. He gets dumped out of that ride because it disappears. And then he's just in crap cars. He's in crap cars. Then he gets his chance with Ganassi and Cup. Obviously, Trackhouse buys it out. And what Trackhouse has built in the short two years they've had this program, and really only one year with two cars, with the new car, like everything, for them to have made the final four, and for a guy like this that struggled for years, like he's the the blue collar, you know, water sixth generation watermelon farmer, whatever it is, like makes it to the big show, and he's finally here. Like now he's in the championship four. Um, you know, just it's a it's an amazing the whole story around it, everything about it, just great. The poetic justice of him passing the one car that he needed to pass at the very I mean milliseconds. I know that there are writers out there of television shows and movies that are pissed that this happened in real life and it wasn't <laughs> scripted because that is exactly the type of thing that you come up with when you are writing a movie. Like, you know, this guy needs to pass exactly this one person, so right. he's going to throw it all on the line and get up there and pass that one person. Now, to Denny, to, to Denny Hamlin's credit, he basically gave exactly the answer that he needed to give at the end of that. Cause what could you say at that point? What? You <laughs> literally got bested and you can, there's nothing you can say. Like, this isn't like he bumped me out of the way and they banged and they beat and they did everything they needed to do. Right. And they raced each other. Now, Danny could have dumped him. I bet Danny wishes that he would have dumped him at a couple of points in that now, yep. but I do give Denny credit for being like, what else can you say? That was a hell of a move. He did exactly what he needed to do to beat me, and he beat me. Exactly. I, I mean, what what are you going to say at that point? Like, <laughs> he probably didn't even believe what happened. Like, how the hell? And then go back and you look. I mean, I guess if you're going to lose, that's probably the way you want to do it. Like, then you can't even be mad. Like, you did everything you could just about. I mean, his crew obviously cost him the day. He, he had one of the best cars on the day, and that's a whole other story. But, uh, yeah, just incredible how that all finished. We haven't even talked about Christopher Bell winning to get into the thing. So the cardboard still in play shouldn't even be in this round. Now cardboard could have taken Bell all the way to the NASCAR champion. I hope that there's a cardboard trophy waiting if he wins it because he doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, but give it to him, you know, twice he's been, he's been in the right spot at the right time or made the right call at the right time to get the win to advance when he should have been eliminated and you know i i still don't think he should have been to this point because of of the cardboard thing but 
is what it is. Uh, and he's got a chance for the championship. Obviously, the final four is set now. Man, all this drama the week before the championship. I can't imagine what we're in for this next weekend. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is just so much drama that's built up. It, it just doesn't even. And and that was sad. That was Sunday. There was something that happened Saturday that made headlines, and it just feels like that got gobbled up by the the awesomeness that was Sunday. So here's what we're gonna do. We'll take a quick break, uh, and because we're just gonna get to it. Like I know we format our show a certain way, uh, but this 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 particular weekend of racing just dumped us on our ass enough to where we're like, look, we're just going to dump the format. We got to talk about this stuff. So the action we had calls for a change of plan. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely needed to call an audible at this point. So let's step away. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're just going to talk all about it. we got bets that will weave in to the conversation, but by and large, let's just talk about the fun that was this weekend. Cause I think that's what they want us to do. But before that, let's ask you about and tell you about when bet, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertip and win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Get great promos, odds, payouts happening all right now at WinBet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions. WinBet.com must be 21 or older. Present the state replay through WinBet is available. If you or some of you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. What do you got to do? Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Go turn on those notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. All right, Cody. So we talked about it. That was just Sunday's action. And, and that wasn't even all of Sunday's. Literally just the last stretch of the last laps action. It started on Saturday, though, where Ty Gibbs, whether he likes it or not, has now become the new Kyle Busch of the entire series. And how fitting is it that he's about to take over the 18 car because he's full dress rehearsal for being the heel after what he did to win the Dead on Tools 250. Cody, my friend, I know and you know we've seen a ton of this kind of thing happen uh, in NASCAR, people getting dumped, people getting moved, people getting pushed aside, full-on wrecked. I, I get that nobody likes it. I get that it, it pisses a lot of people off, but we see it. But my my thing is now, Cody, that was a teammate. That was, that was a guy that could have put another one of Gibbs Racers into the Xfinity Series Championship, and I know that you're a race car driver. I know that if you ain't first, you're last, and I know that you know you you would rather win than anything else but but how far does that go in just dumping your teammate even though he's not going to be your teammate for much longer but what goes through your head when you want to dump your teammate there's a couple things to unpack here first of all 
it's not been officially announced that he's going to the 18 next year. And I hope that coach Gibbs is strongly reconsidering that because honestly, I don't think Ty Gibbs is mature enough to handle that ride at this point. I, I get it. He's a great talent. He's going to have that ride someday because his grandpa owns the team and he deserves it too. He's earned it. He's got a ton of wins. He, he knows what to do in these cars, but all the things we've seen from him this year, you go back to the incident with Ryan Sieg earlier this year with Sam Mayer. Uh, there was another one he had in there somewhere. You get down to these final laps of this race and there's a difference in wrecking somebody to win and dumping somebody to win. And Ty Gibbs didn't wreck him to win. He just dumped him to win. He didn't even, I, if you want to race and you want to beat him bang, which they did just find those other few restarts and laps. I mean, there was multiple attempts at this and, but to just bump him right in the back and, and ship him off and wreck him. I don't, I, I didn't get it. And, and that's let alone just in general for a regular race. Okay. Now let's add on the fact that this is your teammate, the car that your grandpa owns. Okay. And, and so, you know, that you're already locked in, you're good to go. And I get, you still want to win. I get it. But now, instead of two Toyotas from JGR and two Chevys from JRM in the championship race, it's now one Toyota from JGR. You're now racing against a pissed-off teammate in a JGR car that's not coming back next year. He's going to that JRM stable. He doesn't want to see you win. And you're racing against three JRM Chevys that made it into the Final Four because you dumped them. If you have to pick one driver on any given day to win in Phoenix from the Xfinity series, Justin Allgaier has the best track record of all of them. And you just gave him, you walked over, handed him an invitation to come beat you in the playoffs. I get that Brandon Jones has been looking good lately and he's in the same car you're in. But if you're Ty Gibbs, you don't think you can beat Brandon Jones in the same car at Phoenix. And I get that Brandon Jones won there in the spring, but I would take Brandon Jones over Justin Allgaier to be in that position to race against. And then you have that other Toyota car. You have that teammate. You guys can work. Now it's three against one. Man, I, I just, no, I, I, I don't understand. And I get, I get, you don't, you don't necessarily give him the win and you don't just, you know, back off and all oh, you let him win. That's the right thing to do. Although that's probably what you should have done. Uh, but you know, even if you're not going to do that, then race him for the win. Don't just dump him and move him out of the, I mean, a difference in moving a guy out of way and just flat out wrecking him. He didn't, he didn't just bump him a little or get under him and take the air off or, or bump his corner to make him loose. Like he just ran him over knowing it was going to wreck him and end his day. And I, I just thought that it wasn't cool in general. Um, and definitely not in that situation, being your teammate, being your grandpa's car be, and all of that other stuff to go with it. And that, that goes for now or the second week of the year, you know, at any other random track. Like, again, a big difference in racing someone and, and wrecking them for the win and in just flat-out dumping them and, and not actually racing for it. If you if it would have been a racing thing, that's that's like the, the unwritten code or whatever in racing is if you're racing against each other and you wreck the guy, then that is what it is, and that happens, and that's part of it. But to just wreck him and not even make it a competition. That's kind of a, a, a bitch move, honestly. My uncle got, or my grandpa got mad at me when I wrecked my uncle's uh, 
Toyota station wagon. I can only imagine what Ty Gibbs is uh, when now that he's wrecked a a multi million dollar race car. I, I yeah, but look in the process, Cody. I get it. I get that. I get that we're mad that Brandon Jones got dumped, but I'm kind of happy because it cashed two of my bets that weren't going to cash otherwise, and that was Sam Mayer over Brandon Jones and AJ Allmendinger over Brandon Jones. Although Dingers barely made it jones still finished like 23rd (laughs) yeah and dinger finished about 18th or somewhere in that vicinity but those two those two bets we're not going to cash were it not for that last lap so thank you because as we got later in the week my garage guys article after brandon jones got on the pole his odds were still crazy so i was all aboard the brandon jones train i wrote him up to win it was looking so good it felt so nice and then yeah it it didn't happen uh obviously in that manner um Gosh, I was just thinking of something else too. Oh yeah, the other thing I heard somebody talking about this morning that was I thought was a really good point was not only did Ty Gibbs go win and then be like, oh, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done it that way or something. Like had the biggest burnout he's ever done in his life. It was like, fuck you, I won this race. Like biggest burnout. And then the next day on Sirius XM, he compared himself to Jesus. Uh, oh, that's which what was that like, was. What? Yes, that's what that. Yeah, it was like. He said he quoted some Bible verse and something about because like they they were booing him big time. Obviously, oh, yeah. he actually had a sheriff's deputy with him during driver introductions the next day <laughs> for the cup race, which I thought was crazy. But yeah, he compared himself to Jesus. He quoted a Bible verse. I don't have it in front of me, but something about you know Jesus was hated before he was loved or some some stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you're not fucking Jesus. Like, <laughs> but maybe we're going a little too far here. Like. Oof, okay, well, he I, was <laughs> he was bringing on the booze too. It wasn't like oh, again yeah. he was proud well, of that's it. That's like he's fully channeling going into the eighteen. It's like that's like the rite of passage to drive that car. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Ever since Kyle Busch got in that eighteen car, like now you just have to be a villain to drive that car. I don't know, but uh, young Rowdy. I mean, I guess you know it's like we always talk about the NASCAR two thousand four game, like. If you're going to go the rival status, you know, embrace it fully and go full on rival, right? Make everybody hate you. So uh, <laughs> interesting. But yeah, I just thought that that was, it was crazy how much he like, I mean, his burnout was like excessive, like, uh, <laughs> and, and then yeah, to compare himself to Jesus the next day, I was like, hmm, that's uh, maybe a little far. I don't, I don't know if you're quite jesus but uh, <laughs> but did jesus move his teammate to win did he did he push oh, a disciple over to win yes, I, I heard somebody today say john three sixteen says something about you got to wreck your teammate to win races or something <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh well, okay i love that well but, unfortunately uh, lost lost in all of this nascar is now reviewing i don't know if you saw this video austin this is a random nbc camera like stationary camera on pit road appears to have caught austin hill just completely decking Myatt Snyder like a, a full-on like boot like he you know wound up and just boom right into his face and it's I mean the video is not great it's like it's like a stationary camera just looking down pit road but yeah apparently they had an issue at the end of the race and nobody's talked about it because everything else that's happened this weekend car did release a statement saying they're reviewing it but yeah it just I mean you can tell it, it, it's clearly those two as far away as the video is. And he just like cocks back and just boom, right in the face. Like, woof, that would have been the story of the weekend. And there was so many other stories 
Nobody's hardly talking about that one. <laughs> I mean, how can you? And of course, Austin Hill factored into a couple of your bets. Uh, but lost in all of that, Cody, is that Gragson did not finish over Gibbs. Uh, however, Gragson did have a car that looked like it could have competed. And of course, at the end, Gragson was like, well, sh better to him than me because, uh, you know, he's going to be my teammate next year, not his. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, I just, I've been fading Gibbs lately, honestly. And, Again, it's not like he had the best car all day and and really probably even should have won the race. He ended up winning, obviously. We talked about that, but uh, yeah, so he missed out on that. But uh, man, Austin Hill has a long shot, ends up not qualifying because of the, the, bat, the issue, and then storms his way through the field. And at a time, it looked like maybe he could win that race even. Um, and then obviously, I, I had him over Sammy Smith. Got lucky on that. Sammy Smith ran a hell of a race. He just got caught up in one of those late restarts and uh, luckily cashed that bet. But for, for the lack of cashing we did this weekend, I will take any of those I could get. <laughs> I'm telling you, Sammy Smith, dude, he was, he did come out looking good. That that uh, 18 car of his was actually running very well. So, yeah, impressive run. Uh, like you said, though, Austin Hill, man, I, I thought for a while you had that 15 to 1. That would have been fantastic for you, uh, for us, uh, everybody in, in general. But unfortunately, yeah, that didn't hit. Landon Castle did not hit as a top five car. In fact, Landon Castle's name was brought up exactly once, all broadcast long, uh, not even a factor in the race at all. Uh, just did not have a car to, to compete. Yeah, pretty much that that was a deal there. And I had Almondinger as a top five as well. Um, he just kind of struggled all day. It, it yeah, I, I don't I don't even remember exactly where he ended up finishing. I think he was it's not even close to a top five. So it just, uh, yeah, not, not Almondinger's day. And he, again, just got in his own head. It seemed like, and, uh, yeah, he ended up 16th on the day, but, uh, again, seemed to get in his own head, just complaining the whole time. And once he gets going and, and gets stressed out, it seems like they have a hard time talking him off that ledge. And then things just kind of snowball from there. I feel like Dinger's my spirit driver because I sort of get the same way. Like when I get spun out in my head, like, there's hardly anybody that can talk me away from that. I'm no, man, my wheel really is hopping. It's hopping. They're like, there's no <laughs> wheel hop rod. No, you don't understand. My wheel is hopping. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically me. <laughs> what can we fix? You need to fix everything. Just it's all bad. Fix like it. <laughs> Just give me a new car. Drive one out of the garage. I'll take the penalty. Put me out on another one. I don't care. Yeah. And then Latard on the broadcast, he's just like, you got to give them somewhere to start with. Like, <laughs> what can we fix first? Like, give them something, man. Come on. Yes, that's what you can fix. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I also had Dinger to win at 10 to 1. Uh, like I said, that did not come through. Yeah, once he got in his head, that basically was it. Once he sunk back into the field, that, that was over for, for AJ. Um, I also had Gragson to win, so I was pretty disappointed with the finish of that. I, I really wanted to see Greg. He was there leading laps, being first. And then he wasn't all those late restarts basically took that one out of his hands. So I thought that was going to win for a while, but uh, yeah, unfortunately we got the, the Ty Gibbs show at the end rather than the Noah Gregson puke. We got the elongated burnout instead of the puking. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, my other winner was uh, besides the Austin Hill was Josh Berry. Uh, just really, cause I liked his odds at seven to one uh, for what he's done on this track. Top six in both stages. Um, but I believe he ended up getting spun out later on there in that mass of restarts and everything at the end. 
Uh, and he ended up in 20th, actually, so not even anywhere close. But, uh, again, he, he was up there all day, obviously, getting the stage finishes both stages. But, uh, yeah, didn't didn't pan out quite in the end. And then, like I said, I was on Brandon Jones in my article. Man, that one felt good. It looked good. And we, I had Sheldon Creed also as a long shot for my article pick as well, and he was up there for a while. So many close bets this weekend, especially in the cup side of things. So close to a few big ones we just missed. Uh, I guess, you know, that's the racing gods giving, getting us back for, for cashing so much last week. Well, look, man, basically what happened was Chastain flew around the wall and took out all of our bets. So <laughs> yeah, we're just going <laughs> to blame that on, on Chastain uh, and, and Gibbs for, for dumping everybody, dumping his teammates. He dumped all of our bets. Uh, so, so we'll just blame him. But speaking of the cup side of it, I mean, look, we'll just put Phoenix in the rear view. That was a rough go of it. Obviously when three of our, our seven bets or eight bets cash, it's, it's not a good weekend, uh, betting wise, but of course it was entertaining. I mean, what, what a more entertaining way to lose a bunch of money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The entertainment value alone this weekend was worth it. Uh, I wanted to read this quote too, from Brandon Jones after the Xfinity race, before we move on to cup, he said, Man, I don't know, or I I don't know, I didn't expect to get wrecked into turn one, that's for sure. Me and Ty have always been kind of friends, <laughs> which I thought was funny, kind of friends, but lost all respect today for him, and I know a lot of guys on pit road did as well. And I think that's going to be a big thing, like, again, that, that you want to be the bad guy, like, that's not making you friends. Like, I would watch out for Brandon Jones next week. Like, does Brandon Jones care? if he, you know, wrecks him and like, yeah, maybe NASCAR penalizes him, finds him, whatever, but to cost high something like that, you know, and give a big F you on the way out of, of Gibbs before he heads over to JRM uh, at this point, why wouldn't you? I mean, so that was another thing I was going to ask you what your opinion was. So the 41 car Cole Custer got penalized for manipulating the playoffs last couple of weeks ago at, at the Roval, right? How is this any different? Just because it's his teammate, maybe you 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 can argue that it wasn't manipulated. But I mean, there was a guy squarely in the playoffs, and he just flat out wrecked him. It wasn't a racing incident; he just wrecked him. Isn't that manipulating the playoffs? I, I don't understand how that's not viewed. I mean, the Cole Custer one is kind of borderline. Like, yeah, maybe he slowed down a little, but uh, but like Ty Gibbs just flat out wrecked this guy to change the course of the playoffs. I, th- I don't understand how that's any different. I think the difference is there is no code word. There was no Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Oh, that's right. The The driver made the decision on his own. Yeah. Right? I think that's yeah. The driver decided. The previous incidences. Yeah. Exactly. So. There was no, there, there was no it. way to make him like activate, right? The sleeper agent in him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did. But it, just, it was, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know. It, it's such a frustrating thing because you obviously, you want, you want races to finish cleanly you want them to finish on the track door to door you know beating and banging at the end sure maybe on the last final stretch where they're leaning on each other and you know basically it comes down to who can who can bounce off of the next one across the finish line that's the way to finish not like you look back at last year's championship race like when they're coming to the line between Hemrick and uh cindric like they bounced off each other five or six times coming to, the, but they both crossed the line right there. And that was race. Like that's what you do. Yeah. Were they turning into each other, trying to slow each other down? Yes. But again, that was racing wrecking, not just dumping wrecking. Like there's two different types of wrecking someone. And yeah, in a, you know, obviously I was on the losing side of that bet 
So had he dumped him and I'd have been on the winning side, I might feel a little bit differently as far as, as cash in the bed. But overall, I, I still think I would feel the same way. And yeah, that probably is not the right way to go about it. Well, there is only one way to wreck yourself, and that is, well, the, the best way to wreck yourself, and that is slamming <laughs> yourself against the wall and careening toward the finish line, as we just talked about with Ross Chastain, as he finished up that Xfinity 500 in the single most entertaining way I think that I could ever watch the end of a NASCAR race. It just literally, I, and you know, we've all seen our fair share of them over the course of our time as fans, but I don't remember one where I... I could not figure out how to comprehend what I just saw. Me and my brother, my brother was texting me throughout the day saying, man, you know, if, if NASCAR, if Bell gets in or if somebody else gets in or, you know, Briscoe gets in, then this is just a travesty of the, the whole playoff system and the whole current point system. Like neither one of these guys, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, you know, Bell wins and he was like, ah, God damn. But I said, but then for everything that you hate, they give us that <laughs> like yep. they give us that, that it makes it all better it does it's just because i mean the drama and the i mean laying it all out on the line it was funny chase briscoe tweeted a video last night he actually pulled up an old nascar game and tried to recreate the move and the car actually like hung on the gate and spun out and he goes he uh so he tweeted it out and he said we need to get more realism back in these games <laughs> I was like, well, well, okay, because everybody said, you know, this is a video game type of move and didn't even work in the video game. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a one in probably 10,000, 20,000 move, like maybe even more. I, I'm not, a, I can't set, I can't handicap that odd, the odds on that one because I feel like, yeah, if you were to bet that uh, Ross Chastain would slam himself into the wall, you would probably get pretty good odds on that one. Like, where uh, are you yeah, at, bookmakers? I think that... Uh... I think that that would have been the case. Uh, I saw <laughs> Mike Wheeler, uh, who's the competition director for 2311, longtime crew chief and stuff. He tweeted out a bunch of uh, like math stuff, acceleration with a bunch of like equals V up to R, 125 miles an hour entering, 200 foot radius, convert to metric, divide by 9.8. <laughs> Something about uh, pulled about 5.2 Gs in the first part of that corner. Monday math, he says, like trying to recreate all the math that went into that working out as perfectly as possible. Like, again, I don't think he could do it again if he tried. Like, it, it literally worked out as perfectly as it could have. Goes down as an all-time moment. I mean, there's the pass on the grass, right? That we all remember that. Dale Earnhardt pass and uh, Chase Elliott, or uh, Chase Elliott's dad, Bill Elliott, through the grass. Um, but yeah, now we got the the send it, send it all into the wall from... Uh, from Ross Chastain. So, oh, that's what uh, they're calling it, huh? Send it I, all in the wall. I've seen that. I've seen that. The Hail Melon. There's been a few different ones. <laughs> I think I like the Hail Melon better. The Hail Melon's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think that's because, uh, I mean, throwing a Hail Mary, basically. Obviously, he's the Melon Man. So I think it works out uh, the best way to call it. Well, we did have bets and no Hail Marys. No amount of Hail Marys uh, <laughs> cashed any of them. Literally none. This is the first time. Cody, in the entirety of this show that we are over in bets. So we will hang our heads, but <laughs> we will just say, look, damn it, we were entertained all the way through. Luckily we had uh, Ross Chastain and Ty Gibbs to distract us from, <laughs> from losing our bets and uh, take that the, take the storyline over there. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's just, let's just walk through them real quick because, again, full transparency, we always give you what we bet, uh, what we bet on and why. 
You had Eric Almirola as a top 10 car, which, by the way, Cody, was cashing for almost all of the day. So good call by you. Again, we just had that miracle miracle last restart and, and last lap and kind of shuffled things up. Yeah, and that's the thing Like we're joking about. Obviously, we didn't catch any of these, which is, is crazy because it hasn't happened this season. But some of these were so close to cashing or or you know instances where we picked the best car and stuff. I mean, Almirola was top 10 in stage one, very close to top 10 in stage two. Uh, ends up 15th again in the mess at the end, just kind of got shuffled back at one point. Late in the run, uh, the the race was going green. They were talking about maybe some guys weren't going to have enough gas. Almirola came up as the guy that maybe would have enough. And I was thinking, okay, like because he was – because I said uh, the top 10 at plus 140. I also said 40 to 1 to win, just give it a little sprinkle. So I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe we got a shot here. And then obviously there was a late caution, and and then everything went crazy from there. But, uh, uh, again, the, the short flat track thing with him uh, – you know, it's paid off in the past. Didn't cash this time, but with the hecticness of the end of that race, just how it's going to be. Yeah. Again, it was one of those bets that were cashing basically all day long. I mean, you looked up and then Amarola was fighting his way into the top 10 and, and running in there quump comfortably. So uh, definitely a good call by you. I, I was very happy to see that. And then of course, at the end, I had to make sure um, double check because I thought maybe he did finish. What was it? 13th place finish. I think overall for Amarola somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, so 15th, 15th. So, yeah. yeah 13, cool. 15 <clears throat> again, not good at math. So, um, all right. I had Kyle Bush as the top 10 car at minus minus one fifty, And boy, let me tell you there, <laughs> Kyle Bush may be happy that he's leaving. Uh, that was probably the worst <laughs> Kyle Bush run we've seen in a month or even a little over a month. He had no car nowhere near the top 10 half the time. I don't even think he was anywhere near the top 20. So, Kyle well, Bush. What do you think the odds were on uh, Cody Ware beating Kyle Bush without wrecking or incidents or, or mechanical failures? Cody Ware just beating straight up Kyle Bush at Martinsville. I, so I bad they didn't be, offer like, it in a head-to-head. I'll tell you that. I'm going to try now. Yeah, that would have been like 600 to 1. Nobody would have, probably more than that. Like, nobody would ever make that bet. Just, and it wasn't, you know, nothing was wrong necessarily. I mean, he didn't have a mechanical failure. He wasn't wrecking. It just, he was bad. <laughs> Do you think at this point, two races left, he doesn't have anything else to prove to this Gibbs team. He doesn't have anything else to prove to NASCAR in general. I mean, you got to think he's out of the playoffs. He, yeah, would he like to win another race? But when you get in your car and when you know that it's a bad car, you're just kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I, I don't remember hearing him complaining. I don't remember them ever saying anything about him being mad on the radio, he probably was just like, you know what? I'm going for a Sunday ride. I'm getting paid yeah, either way. I just be resigned to the fact at this point. I mean, uh, I feel like Kyle Busch is kind of always in competing mode, but yeah, I mean, at this point it might just be, let's just get through these last two races, get into the off season. He can go on vacation and then come back fresh. And I think he's going to be a guy to, to really watch out for next year in the eight car. Obviously we'll talk about that during the off season when, as we're, we're, you know, going through all these changes and stuff. But, uh, yeah, maybe he's checked out uh, at this point. Hey, you and I have both been in the military. You know that in hour 22 of an hour tw- of a 24-hour duty, you aren't worried about anything other than getting the hell home, right? Doesn't matter what. All hell could break loose around you. And you're just like, bro, I got, can you just put this off for two more hours? I got to go. Like, I, yeah. you can, you can yeah. be all the crazy you want to be, 
in two more hours. Just let me finish this out, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I need to check the statute of limitations maybe before I say this, but uh, you. I know you're still in. But as I was getting out those last so many days, it was you know whatever excuse I could find to not show up or not be around, I was using that excuse because uh, yeah, once you know the end is near, uh, you're just trying to get out of there. <laughs> exactly. They're like, look, uh, we're looking for volunteers. To nope, <laughs> not me. I you know I gotta go see the somebody to check out of here. <laughs> uh, you know I'm meeting my career counselor, so uh, yeah, I get a job interview for the civilian world. <laughs> yeah, <that's> something. <laughs> well, that is exactly what happened to Kyle Bush. He's in the exit room right now, just waiting for his last chance to to pull up stakes and, and move on out. So, uh, all right, you had uh, Gragson over Gibbs. Actually, this one was cashing, too, for the better part of the race uh, until the, the last couple of restarts. Then Gibbs found his way into uh, the, the territory that was in and around Gragson and then, of course, passed him in the end. But, yeah, Gragson in that 48 was actually running around in the well, – I don't want to say front, but he definitely wasn't running around in the total back. So uh, this was a little bummer as well, a last, a last few lap bummer for you. Yeah, another one that you just, you know, with the chaos late – Gregson started 17th, Gibbs was 26. So Gregson, you know, a good qualifying run. Uh, I think those Hendrick cars obviously are better than the 2311 cars. That was kind of the the thing. Gibbs had finished like 22nd three weeks in a row. So I was assuming he'd be right there. Uh, but yeah, just got shuffled back there at the end. Again, the late race cautions and chaos. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. And this was another example of it didn't. Well, I swung and missed at Dinger. Uh, Dinger over Briscoe. Briscoe had a car that was that was good most of the day. Uh, obviously, he got caught up and 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 didn't finish as well as he started. Uh, but he was he was a car that was a contender for about a part of the day. I miss I misjudged his his chances of of being a contender in this race, and I overestimated AJ Allmendinger's ability to ride the momentum of a good finish from last week into this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, look and and. You got to think right off the bat that AJ was in his head from yesterday still. Like, I don't, I don't think that he ever put together a run that was worthy enough, I suppose, of what he did last week just because of where he was the day before and mentally. Like, he, he didn't have a good race the, the day before, missed the playoffs now. Uh, and, and so, you know, after winning the regular season championship. Uh huh. So you're yeah, bummed. So I, 100%. I think that was in his head. I mean, the, the disappointment and dejection of you know like this was his last chance at an xfinity title most likely he's going back to full-time in the cup series next year not going to be competing for the title wins the regular season title uh gosh if i recall i think he won it last year and didn't win the title either now he doesn't even make it to the final four complaining all day and just the dejection of that especially knowing him and how much he gets into his head i guarantee that carried over into sunday and he just you know there was no no Nothing to be found for him. He was just running around doing a Sunday drive. Briscoe, on the other hand, we both very much underestimated him. Had it not been for that uh, pit penalty, I think they had equipment leaving the the stall. The gas can. The the gas can, yeah, got got wouldn't get detached um, and give him that big penalty. Then they take the big swing, staying out. Did he stay out or get two tires? I can't remember. But either way, you know, to get to the front at the end and have a chance. Um, they, they did a hell of a job fighting for it. He had ninth overall, but, uh, but yeah, he, he had a pretty good car all day. And I think not something either of us really saw coming. Nope. Nope. Again, it just, he was outperforming his, his 
what we thought he was performing like all season long. Even though he was in the playoff hunt, we still never gave him much of a chance. Uh, unfortunately, he proved us wrong there. Boy, this one was looking good for you too for a while. Chastain over Bell. Of course, uh, we know that Bell ultimately, nobody could finish uh, in front of uh, Bell. Uh, well, Chastain over Bell, that didn't happen. But Chastain gave it a hell of a run. He, uh, you know, he was going for going for broke there at the end. Almost got caught up to Bell even. Jeez, that would have been crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they were within two spots of each other in both stages. Uh, so they were running around each other all day. Bell kind of got the advantage there late. Obviously, uh, you know, they, they worked some stuff and got up front and had a pretty good car all day despite shouldn't have been in the position because of the cardboard, but uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> just going to keep going with that. He's of the, the four guys that are in, and we'll talk about this more obviously in the betting show, but he's the one I'm rooting for the least just because of that cardboard <laughs> incident pissed me off so much. He should have never won that race, should have never made it to this round, but whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, but uh, obviously Christopher Bell wins the race. Uh, Chastain fourth on the Valiant effort there at the end after the Kozlowski disqualification, which we'll talk about in a few, but uh yeah, was, I feel like it wasn't necessarily a bad bet. I mean, these guys are both good week in and week out, and it was just Bell's day. Well, and look, to be honest with you, Bell did climb his way through, and it was a crazy circumstance and just a, a – I mean, the, the, the strategy was there for that 20 car all day long, and you really do got to hand it to that team. I mean, they fought through some serious nonsense to get to the front – and then all those restarts, you know, you, you thought maybe Hamlin, you thought maybe uh, Chastain, you thought Larson, right? Everybody up there had a shot, and, and it was Bell that, that kept pulling away on the restarts. So, um, look, I mean, he had the better car at the end. Uh, apparently, he had the better car all day from what they're saying, uh, but, I'll, you know, whatever. He ended up finishing with the win, as we talked about, and so, obviously, Chastain Gave it a damn good effort. He moved up like seven spots, eight spots or something like that in the last lap to get there, but crazy. Um, insane. Insane. I had the Chevys to finish 1-2, and this one was actually looking halfway decent for a while. It would, Very good. Yeah, with yep. Kyle Larson as, as first, and then Elliott was around there. Uh, even even uh, Chastain jumping at the end, but Byron was around there. So there were Chevys at least 2-3, for the better part of some of those runs, and all you needed was a tire to, to, to go down or or somebody to get in the wall, like a you know one of these Toyotas or, or, or Fords that were up front, um, and and then you'd have had Chevy one two. Uh, so unfortunately, it didn't cash, and in fact, they didn't even finish two three uh, because Blaney got in the mix uh, of that and finished third, where you know again we know Ross Chastain finished fourth, but Hamlin was up there as well, so. Yeah, unfortunately, this was good for a while if chaos would have happened. But chaos happened, just not the right kind. <laughs> not the right kind, right? Yeah, no, this one looked good. I mean, you had Chevy start one, two on the day. Um, and so that was that was looking really good. I had Brad Keselowski as the top four to plus 1,200. Uh, I also had him as a top five at plus 400. So depending on how your book looks at this, <laughs> you might have cashed the top five one. Keselowski finishes fourth. One spot behind Blaney as the top forward. Um, the top five, obviously, fourth is in the top five, uh, plus 400. He was disqualified post-race due to being lightweight, um, which is an odd penalty. You don't see that hardly ever. I mean, that's like the number one thing they do is, is make weight generally. Uh, your car is going to be weight after every race if you finish anywhere near the front. So I thought that was kind of crazy, but uh, a weird penalty. 
Uh, but Brad Keselowski, man, just I, I was on him big this week, and, and you know he came out swinging sixth place in qualifying, uh, and then he was up front all day, uh, running up there, running good. Got shuffled back a little bit, but then with the the late stuff, he, he was back up in the mix. Thought maybe we had a chance for a minute. Uh, I think Bell ended up getting into him, getting him loose uh, when he was running. I think second to to Briscoe there. So I was kind of hoping that Bell would get around him, and then him and Briscoe would tangle, and uh, Kozlowski would be there to to win the day. But uh, didn't quite didn't quite work out. Um, so hopefully, if you had the top five again. I, we had this fiasco back when Denny Hamlin won. Uh, I think most books ended up paying Denny Hamlin out, even though he was disqualified after the race. So hopefully your book paid that out. If so, then we did get one winner with the plus plus 400, which uh, decently saves the day, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, Brad took right side tires on his final pit stop, too, to kind of right up the front. Yep. So definitely a good uh, strategy call there. Yeah, man, that six car, I'm telling you, we... we... That, just to comment on that real quick, too, that whole pit stop thing at the end was crazy because the 14 kind of looked like maybe they made the best decision by st i think he stayed out i want to say maybe he just took right sides i can't remember i don't know if you have it in front of you there but um but yeah either way like to get into first and like have this chance and then bell just comes like a bat out of hell with his four fresh tires like obviously that was that was the right decision uh and they were just so fast yeah. Um, but yeah, everything there at the end was, was crazy. Yeah. Briscoe did stay out on old tires. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. He, he just completely stayed out and, yeah. uh, yeah, it was four laps to go that basically Briscoe started just Olaid and said, okay, fine. You can have the, you can have the lead. Cause I'm not going to keep up with you anymore. Yeah. Uh, you could tell once, once bell got there, there was no way in hell he was keeping him behind him. Nope. Not even a little. Um, all right. I had William Byron and Ross Chastain as a top five. One of those happened. <laughs> One of those definitely happened in dramatic fashion. Uh, unfortunately, William Byron finished in seventh. So, how did William Byron finish seventh? I, he was on a milk carton all day, nowhere to be found. I didn't even realize until I just looked that he finished seventh. Yeah, you tell That's me. That's crazy because he was nowhere to be found all day. For he swept the races here in the spring, winning the truck race and the Cup Series race. You would have thought you saw more out of him. His teammates were both fast and qualifying, and to start the race. And Larson and Elliott and Byron was just out to lunch all day. Uh, I don't even know what happened at the end. Obviously, he he got lucky and got moved up maybe in some of that pit strategy and, and the wrecking and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was, was not to be found all day. Yeah, he, fit, he started 25th and then finished 7th. So, I mean, obviously, he had a, a lot of work to do over the course of the day, and he did it to his credit found his way to the front. So who knows if he'd have started, I don't know, 10, 10 places higher maybe. He'd have finished in fifth uh, above Hamlin and, and maybe above Blaney. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely I'm, – I'm a little ticked off. That was two away from hitting both of them at plus 475. Uh, that would have been fantastic. So, again, handicapping was not completely off, no, just not the results we wanted. So close. Again, yeah, real close on hitting some of the, these big ones that just – and that's the way it goes. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had – where we hit, you know, a ton of, of plus money ones, and sometimes it's going to fall that way, sometimes it's not. Um, I had Brad K at thirty to one to win. We just talked about him. I had Chase Elliott at plus six hundred to win the pole. Second place. Oh, so close. Oh my goodness, so close. But also had him at plus six fifty to win the race. Double down on that with him starting second. Felt really, really good about that. Um, man, and I gave him out in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, should be in there to win both stage one and stage two. Denny Hamlin comes to spoil the party with like four laps to go in stage one. 
unfortunately i think it was like plus 350 plus 450 so one of those would have been nice to hit so close but uh elliot had one of the better cars on the day hamlin i think had the best car by far um but but i think elliot's was the second best to hamlin's until late in the race when bell really showed up uh i think elliot ended up finishing 10th but he just kind of got got shuffled out at the end there they took four tires didn't quite have the run that bell did at the end there and just kind of kept getting caught up and stuff so uh yeah, I, I would make that bet again, though, and especially after starting second. I mean, that that made me feel even more confident because of the way we've seen. And this race wasn't as much as we saw in the spring. I mean, it, we talked about how it was hard to pass, and it was still wasn't super easy to 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 pass here for most of the race. Uh, it was a lot of follow the leader. I mean, once you know Larson got the lead early, he held onto it forever. Then it was Elliott for a long time, and then it was Hamlin for a very long time. And then things kind of got shuffled with pit stops. But then at the end, obviously, you got some people on no tires, some people on two, some on four, and, and there was all kinds of passing. And then Ross Chastain comes rocketing around the edge, and everything went to hell. But uh, it, it was a, obviously the last lap of it makes it made it a great race. But I think most of the race was pretty good. I mean, it was a lot of follow the leader for a little while, but storylines throughout the day, as far as you know, lap traffic and different guys having different issues and things, and. Uh, yeah, so so close on some of these bets, but uh, luckily we have one more week to uh, go win all the money next week, right? Yeah, indeed. Uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it seemed like it was a little bit of follow the leader type of a stuff too for a while, but uh, there was so much going on and, and, and very little cautions. In fact, there were hardly any cautions for cause until the very end. So, um, yeah, there was just a lot of storylines playing out. Well, I had Ross Chastain to win at 12 to 1. He may not have won the race, but goddamn, he won our hearts. He won the day, right? <laughs> he won the day. So, look, can a book cash that one out? Because uh, I, I, I'd I like to see should, that. I think they should cash out for that. I mean, he gets way more attention than the actual winner of the race, right? Yeah. Who won again? I don't, I don't Yeah, know. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> they should just give him like a, a grandmother clock or something. I don't know. Some, yeah, some sort exactly. of like a wristwatch or something. I, I don't know. Something to, to commemorate. You get a Rolex for making a move like that. <laughs> and and look, Martinsville is going to be forever known in history for that too. So they, you that, know, you will see that clip used to promote racing for I mean, every year for the All Star race. We see the pass in the grass from Earnhardt. Like that is one of those immortalized clips forever. Just in general of advertising NASCAR, of advertising Martinsville specifically. I mean. 75 years that track's been around nascar's about to celebrate their 75th anniversary next year that track has been around longer than nascar has nascar's been going there their entire time and i mean you know that's brisk you know you go back to darlington where you got the the ricky craven uh kurt bush beating and banging for the last few laps and they finish you know this close to each other there's just certain things that that are going to be there forever and that's going to be one of those clips it's just unbelievable and i've been watching racing of all types for you know 30 years of my life and i've never seen a move like that of all the things i've seen that has to be the craziest one i think that that seemed that one i think takes the cake i will for sure be bringing that one up for the rest of my human life if i can ever utter words that's going to be what it is like in fact maybe on my death but like did you see that ross chastain move just play it for me one more time just show me the clip by then we'll have virtual reality to where they'll probably have us in the car they'll have they'll have made it to where we could actually experience slamming into the, i mean because look only he's got that experience in his life i want that like 
Give me give me yeah. the Ready Player One type where I can I can jump into anybody's memories and just play back whatever they're they're thinking. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and shout out to your daughter. You you said in the Discord channel, your daughter just said uh, Bell may have won, but everyone's going to be talking about Chastain, and uh, she couldn't be more right because uh, that that's definitely the case. Uh, like you just said, I mean, yeah, Bell won the race, but we spent a majority of this show talking about Ross Chastain and his move and. and and yeah, just, he took the spotlight for the day for sure. Uh, oh yeah, good job, Christopher Bell, making all those calls and like moving your way up through the yeah, pack and actually doing and it actually right, winning the race. Yeah, right. Actually <laughs> doing all the right things. Go, good, good job for you, Bell. Good job. Way to go. Take your grandfather clock. Go home. We've got Chastain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I hope he smashed a watermelon just out of absolute and sheer uh, enjoyment out of the whole. He situation. wins this week. Can you imagine how many watermelons are getting smashed? Well, listen, he's the champion. We're going to go live for the first time so we can smash watermelons if that happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm picking uh, up a watermelon this week just in case. Might as well, right? <laughs> I'll get I'll find one, too. I'll find a good one. Uh, all right, Cody. Well, <laughs> go ahead and put a, a pin in that. Obviously, this conversation will continue beyond this in the discord uh, and, and in the rest of our life. And better, we'll probably still be talking about this in the offseason, just all the ramifications of of what that move meant to NASCAR. But um, well, and that, I mean, that could have been the champ. I mean, that could be the championship move. If he wins the title next weekend, it's because, yes, what he does at Phoenix, but he wouldn't have been <laughs> in that position had it not have been because of this move. I mean, it's the same way that Christopher Bell wouldn't be in his position if there wasn't cardboard on the track. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> either way, these guys have their defining moments, whether it's cardboard <laughs> on the track or whether it's making the video game style move, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Cody does not like cardboard. In fact, Cody is he's moved to a rough off season if Christopher (laughs) Bell wins this title this weekend. Cody's moved to an all plastic uh, diet because he's not taking any cardboard boxes. Uh, all right, Cody. Well, let's let's regroup and we'll uh, come back tomorrow with our betting episode. But before we go, watch let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at husk underscore Zeb. Share all my work over there. I had a updated and AFC East article uh, come out with some bets to make on on uh, where everybody's odds are sitting at now for win totals and division winner and everything. Uh, don't bet the Bills at minus eight hundred because that's ridiculous. Even though they'll probably win the division, but uh, yeah, check out all my work over there. Like I said with the Garage Guys article, swept it last week. Was so close this week to hitting a plus seven fifty. I think Jones was to win at the time that came out after qualifying. So uh, yeah, but find all my work over there and follow the show as well at nascar gambling indeed do all that follow me on twitter at rj via gomez there's a link in my bio to everything i've got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it's in between media as we wrap up our nascar coverage of the season this week as well so much going on just follow me on twitter it's the best way to keep track join the discord sg.pn slash discord subscribe rate all that stuff that influencers tell you to do all this all the time uh, to this show We've got one week left of the betting episodes uh, to, to win some money, and we want to do that exactly for you. So come back tomorrow. Join us for that. Then join us on Wednesday for our DFS episode. But until next time, everybody, pin it to the wall. Let that shit rip. Let's go racing and let it ride. Let's go racing and let it ride.